Oops, I think I got a kid digging around in the kitchen. Perfect timing. And we're live. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Welcome to, or back to, Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we've got stuff to talk about, and it's not always fun, as tonight will absolutely prove. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host, I'm known as Shujin Tribble, pretty much everywhere. You can find me under that name everywhere. That's S-H-U-J-I-N, good evening. And yeah, before I go ahead and get into stuff... Yeah, thank you very much for being patient for the time that I needed off. It was needed and necessary, and thank you for being patient, everybody. Let me go ahead and get you up with everybody at this point. Top left-hand corner, North America, Dallin, good evening. Good evening, everybody. And Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, at the moment, that's all we've got. Uh Joey, I have had uh, contact with. He's helping family with stuff. It's safe to say that things are a little sideways, but he's okay. I'm, of course, you know, very much extending a, I hope things are okay for you. I'd really like to be able to talk with him directly, but I got information enough, and I've known him long enough to know to kind of trust him if he says, I'm okay, I'm just checking in. I'm not happy, but I trust him. Uh, it's entirely possible that uh, Unrenowned Tech might be... Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, passed out? That's, that's probably, a, that's probably a, a good call at this point. And uh, Joseph, well, you know, it's O-Dark Stupid in the morning, and he might have missed that we're on this week. It's okay. Don't worry about it. But of course, thank you for being with us, everybody. When you are here with us live, you can, of course, join over on the chat. Stephanie, it's good to have you back. Thank you very kindly. Um, yeah, as Stephanie's saying, uh, it took me 30 years to get through March without getting depressed. Take the time you need to sort yourself. Thank you. That really does mean a lot. Um, I normally take a breather, I guess is the best way of putting it, during the summer. So instead of doing, oh, crap, all right, it's uh, – one, two, three, four, uh, four music sets plus HCTV. So five shows a week. I, during the summer, I cut that down to one show on Friday and HCTV. So, you know, normally that's what my summer rolls down to, which, you know, some people think, you know, it's not that big a deal. It's, it's, it, I was extending myself a little bit too much. So, you know, it is what it is. But in any case, thank you guys. Um, first and foremost, of course, you know, I, I want to check in, you know, uh, you know, Dallin, you know, you and I, you know, we, we got the chance of checking in last night and, you know, it's been, it's, it's been a little bit of time. So how, individually, how are you guys doing at the moment? I've been actually doing pretty good. Um, I know I don't check in here all the time, but as as you guys may know, of course, I'm I'm back amongst the working, uh, which has helped a lot. Um, stress level kind of dropped 
Uh, <laughs> my doctor said I should be monitoring my blood pressure a little bit more because he just wants to see how things are doing. And uh, uh, next time he checks in, I think he's going to be pretty impressed because, yeah, stress down, blood pressure way down. <sighs> but yeah, no, it, it, it's been good. Um, of course, in light of what we got, what we're going to be talking about tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's that. Yeah, it ticked off, but at the same time, not really wanting to, you know, not being overly stressful. It's like, okay, we this is something, let's deal with it. Fair. And Bridget, how are you holding up so far? I mean, knowing full well that, you know, you, you woke up not too very long ago, as usual. I'm hanging in there. Uh, stress levels back up, but eh, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, the overall, uh, the story that really got everything rolling uh, for, for us for this week, which... I mean, let's face it, the, the story that we're going to be covering for the most part, uh, even Dallin, Dallin was specifically telling me, you know, if Heretic Woman was still here, you know, holy balls, we would not be oh, able to hold her back. I am, I am half expecting the ghost of Heretic Woman to show up tonight because man alive, um, uh, Okay, I, I know we're, we're we're still in the intro phase here, but uh, the convention that she came out here for um, a couple years ago mm -hmm. was on this very subject. So to say this is in the wheelhouse of uh, you know one you know of, of the reason you know she and I kind of got on to this whole thing, yeah, yeah. This this is not only in the wheelhouse. This is the wheelhouse. At least for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And it only took us, what, uh, a, over, uh, it only took us a year's worth of episodes to finally get specifically to the wheelhouse of the goddamn show in the first place. Well, okay, look. I'm, 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 I'm teasing just a little bit. You know that. Oh, no, not really. I mean, look, some orange dude with really bad hair suddenly pops up. And, okay. Yeah. There. Mm. And how many, uh, uh, how many plays? How many shows left the wheelhouse because that became a serious problem for a lot of people? I it, mean, let's be honest. Yeah, it, it definitely was an existential threat to the people. Let's just leave it at that. But still is. But enough about Gritty the mascot. See what I did there? Trying to make things a little bit a little. Okay, so but the thing is, was that greedy or was that gritty? Gritty, <laughs> gritty. All right. So uh, before we go ahead and launch into uh, your opening for tonight, your choices for beer. Uh, I have a new collection because uh, we got rid of. Okay, so again, kind of going and looking at stuff and going, hmm, that looks interesting, as opposed to, yeah, do I think that I'm going to like that? I'm not worried about. I was very specifically staying away from the IPAs because IPAs just tend not to work. I don't know how to pronounce this one. Is it Finan Finan Kugels? Finan Kugels, uh, summer shanty. I'm not entirely sure 
what that one is. Okay. Oh, that uh, one is the uh, Vice Beer, natural yeah, lemonade a, flavor. Yeah. Now, okay, uh, I can explain a little bit about this one. Oh, you the know fact this? that it's such. Well, I, I know part of it. Okay. Uh, the part that was called a shandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was something. Uh, these came up a few years ago, or quite a few years ago. Uh, they were more of a beer mixed with just a hint of a fruit, like orange or lemon. lemon to add a bit of, of yeah, to add a bit of sweet or a little bit of tang to the beer, giving it a much lighter flavor. Okay. Uh, actually, trying to trying to take the edge off the bitterness. Uh, right. The one I remember was one called Twist Shandy. It was uh, one that I think Molson did it. Okay. Uh, I liked it. So you might find that one interesting. It's okay. not summer yet, though, so you can't have it. Well. It's there- not summer for another two weeks. <clears throat> have there been people out on the water in their boats driving around like maniacs and having their boats turn into giant fire brigades? They're early. They're fire brigades. Hey. It's they not it. the 21st yet. It's not summer. Whatever. Rich. You know what? Blow me. Okay. So- my, my, hey, my sister and her husband were out on the lake yesterday fishing and actually caught a few. Yeah. They're in Canada on a lake. Why didn't they catch any moose? Because the moose are smart. Also from the weird and what collection from Elegant, from the Ellicottville Brewing Company, which is actually local. Rice lager. Yeah, Budweiser. Craft <laughs> lager with green tea and pomegranate. That's they a can. That it is. It is a very tall can. It's not quite as tall as uh, Arizona iced tea, but it's damn close. Which I had. Local a, I had cra- a, yeah. A, a New York craft burger that sounds like something you'd you'd expect in California. Mm. Okay, from the shorter. Uh, collection uh, again, you know, pretty design. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this one is uh, Cedar Creek Hard Cider State Fair. Now, not exactly a beer, but it was in the same cases, and it's like, okay, you know what? That's kind of cool looking. Take a look at that. I mean, it's cider. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's hard to go wrong with a cider. Uh, okay, again from the taller can collection. Uh, from the K Two Brothers Brewing. Pineapple Tangerine Milkshake IPA. Wait, what? Oh, no, no, no. I, yeah, buckle up. That one's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> it, it very well might. But, and the ah. can is ugly. I mean, what's... Again, again, it was the interesting. Interesting doesn't necessarily mean pretty. Uh, I've, I've now got one that has a nitrogen ball in it, which means it is the Guinness Nitro yes. Cold Brew Coffee. Now, we know that coffee beers have not been very successful, but it is Guinness. If anybody's going to do it right, I'm kind of guessing Guinness might. Yeah. You're glutton for punishment. And last, but, well, not least because it's the last of the glass. It's the last of them. Hofbrau Original. Hofbrau Mucken. I don't know how to pronounce most of this because it looks like it's uh, German. Oh, yes, it is. It says beer. So I don't know how to. Wait a minute. I think I've had that one. Have you? Yeah. 
I didn't mind it. <laughs> if I remember correctly. No, no, just mind it. <laughs> that is arguments are ringing endorsement. Wow. Thank hey, you. Hey, I was about to hey, say. Hey, 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 hey. To be fair. Oh God! I okay. think I had to be fair. I think I had it in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and when's the last time I was there? Long time ago. Exactly. Yeah. M- many beers have passed these lips in the time between. Dude, many beers. That passed sounded those- better in my head. Yeah, many many beers have passed those lips while you were in Pittsburgh. That's not exactly yet again a ringing endorsement. Quote Doc Fair Do. <laughs> so there are your choices for tonight. Um, we, we can uh, we can kind of figure out which one is actually. You know what? We should we should go ahead and figure out which one it should be. Um, do do we have an odd on favor? Uh, the UK shanty is a half beer and half lemonade. Uh, yes, Stephanie, that would make ex- uh, that would make quite. You know what? You're breaking it up. So you know what? Maybe that's not such a bad idea. We'll go with the uh, we'll go with the the lemonade one. You figure, yeah. figure out which one it was. Oh, was, no, it was the glass, wasn't it? Yes. The summer shanty. There it is. The, okay. The, see, the thing, okay, I know for you guys is backwards on your video, but is it finding, 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 coog, finding kugels? I think that's a scripted F. Otherwise, it's a really screwed up L. Lundgren. See, the the problem is I'm looking at the second half as Kugels, and uh, I keep thinking to myself, okay, I know how to clench in order to exercise mine, but I don't think that's the word they were going for. No. <laughs> there, there's some people no right now who are just like, uh, what is he talking about? You need to, you need to talk to your doctor about that. This, ladies and gentlemen, is why this show will never be monetized. <laughs> That's that's pretty much okay. So you know what? We'll, we'll go with the, we'll go with the summer shanty. Why? Because it's just an opportunity to go ahead and piss off everybody that says it's not summer, mother. No, no, no. I don't want to drop it this early. I know, but people are stupid and getting the. You know what? I I, I have to hold on to that one because I'm actually going to use it for the uh for the opening. I need to hold on to that for the opening. You'll you'll explain you'll you'll understand momentarily. So let me go ahead and do that while I open this up. So with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle is starting right now. Pride, yeah, it's Pride Month. Those of you that didn't know about it for whatever reason, how did you not? One of the things about Pride is it is an opportunity for people to finally properly celebrate one of the wonderful things about life that was typified with the expression idic from star trek infinite diversity in infinite combinations it is what makes life beautiful it's if you were to finally say well i don't get those uh, those pollock paintings i'm one of those people by the way i i, I don't get it it's random doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason. It's just, congratulations, this is chaos with pigment. I, I don't find that particularly pretty. But infinite diversity in infinite combinations of life is what gives beauty to existence. Pride is our opportunity to properly appreciate those who are part of the LGBTQI 
A plus community. And if I screwed it up, I'm, I'm sorry. Remember, I don't practice these things. I don't usually write anything down. And sure as hell, I didn't write anything down yet. Pride is a wonderful thing. And the fact that anybody, anybody would have a problem with the expressions of why celebrate people who are just a fringe on society? The hell is wrong with you? You have parades in order to celebrate Irish Americans or the Irish. It's kind of hard to tell which one it is that you're actually supposed to be, you know, celebrating, you know, in March. Other than the fact that, you know, uh, drinking happens to be a very large part of it. That and the green and orange lenders bagels. I, I, I don't get that, but whatever. You've got celebrations for the Italian-Americans. You've got celebrations for a whole bunch of different things. What's wrong with a pride parade? Oh, I don't want to have, I don't want to have my kids seeing two men kissing. Why? Don't want to have two women kissing and have my kids see, why? It's unnatural. Kissing is unnatural. Humans, to the best of our knowledge, are the only ones that actually do romantic kissing. And for those of you that are wondering, well, just, I mean, seriously, how, how, how wrong, how unnatural can that be? Have you never realized that a romantic kiss is simply a way for one body to judge the other body's biome? It's one of the reasons why we kiss. It's so that you can actually judge from a subconscious level what the germ biome is of the recipient. If you should be good and compatible, biologically speaking, you are effectively connecting one anus to another through a temporary connection. And if that doesn't make you feel uncomfortable, Maybe it should just a little bit, because that's unnatural. Showing affection has become unnatural. And again, why? It shouldn't. Affection should be commonplace. There should be an opportunity for people to be able to give each other a hug, to hold hands, to link arms, to link fingers. To be able to hold somebody close. To give them comfort when they need it. And it shouldn't matter who's born with which plumbing. Because ultimately, the pride that you should be celebrating is up here in your head. That's where love is. That's where all the connections we have to one another is. Conversely, that's where all of the hate to it is. You should learn what goes on in there. And be proud of who you are. All of you. 
as a sideline to that, really quickly, I just want people to know something that I've said during my uh, during my music shows this week. I sincerely hope that all of you feel safe, comforted, respected, and appreciated with all of my shows always, not just during Pride Appreciation Months, but always. Because if I'm doing it right, you should. It's episode 363 on the docket. Think of the children. The stories that have come out of Canada are chilling. They're horrific. They are, they are many things, but arguably one of the worst things is they're not isolated. And I say that because it's not just Canada. Dallin and I talked about this and, and I'm, I'm going to make this really quickly because we got to go into the horrible scopes before we get into the, the, the real broody stuff. The stuff that we're going to end up talking about is not just in Canada. It's not just in the late 19th and into the 20th century. It has happened on multiple continents with multiple groups over multiple timelines. And the ramifications as we go forward from that are also really, really troublesome, and we're going to get to all that. However, before we get to the really heavy stuff, because Lord knows we could use a little bit of a, a perk at this point, let's go ahead and deal with the horrible scopes. So, for those of you who know what your astrological signs are, great, wonderful, those of you that don't copy somebody else's homework, because... We're not going to help you on this one. And, um, don't worry. It'll, it'll, it'll be worth it. And, um, the drink. Ooh. I did not have any kind of a smell coming off of it when I popped the uh, top off of it. But, um, this is very much, this is very much looking like what I would expect a lemonade kind of. Huh. Says, says what it, it does what it says on the tin. Uh, it's glass, but oh, first try. There's a um, there's a band joke I I was gonna make there, and I'm I'm not gonna make that joke now because um, that would be that would be bad. Okay, that is lemon beer. Huh. Truth in advertising. How about that? Pretty much. I, I guess I guess we'll see how this plays out. Huh? So let's get you rolling over here. Aries, debating things in your head should help you come to a final resolution, not draw out the problem further. Set a timer on your phone to a random number of minutes before you start, and wherever you are when that goes off is what you should go with. Ridge, I'll let you go next. Horace. <laughs> There are wild animals out there who need physical interactions to keep sane. If you seem to be suddenly adopted by such an animal, remember, 
It's because of how attractive you are to said animal. Conversely, this would explain why you're less attractive to other members of your own species. All I can think of at that point is cat ladies, and yeah. Well, that's uh, there, there's a there's a there's a virus that's no sorry bacteria the bacterium that's uh, that's kind of involved with that, but that's another thing. Oh boy! All right, Gemini. Last week, or well, a few weeks ago. Oh, uh, I mean, we haven't been on here for a while. Anyways, uh, we told you to use a batleth, and you had no idea what we were talking about. We are proud that you decided to start learning Klingon via Duolingo because of it. Remember, folks, if you sign up for Duolingo with the offer code QUEEKBACH, you get to try out Klingon a day for free for 30 days. Remember, that's the offer code QUEEKBACH. We may or may not get cross-promotional payment for each sign-up. I would also like to say at this point that this uh, podcast is not sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Yet. Yeah, Dallin actually asked me last night, um, is that really a thing? <laughs> I don't remember which group it is, but there is one one language learning group that actually does have Klingon as, as, a, as, a, as a go-to. So. And the thing is, I, I have Duo uh, on my tablet. Mm-hmm. Did you go looking I for it? No, I, I was poking around uh, with Japanese with mm. it. So when I heard Duolingo, I'm like, really? Uh, yeah. And no, to, to be honest, I have not gone and checked for Klingon on uh, on Duolingo yet. If I find it, well, that's they do not- have it. Oh, they, they! I did. I did get the right one. Yes, they do have it. Okay. <laughs> Okay. My tablet is in my hands. Give me a moment. <laughs> you go look that up. <laughs> You're damn right. I'm gonna go look this up. Cancer it's, moon. It, look, it's it's not that I doubt Bridget, but I'm you know I'm one of those trust but verify kinds of guys. Perfectly understandable. Yeah. We'll see how it comes around. Cancer moon child. Looking up at the sky is not a bad way to refocus your mental energies this week. Just remember to do it at night. Or close your eyes. Liam. That turtleneck sweater is never going to fit you again. You could just wash it and give it away. If you put it up on eBay and label it as a 1977 NASA scientist cosplay shirt, you might get a few dollars out of the deal. Sorry, Dr. Sagan. Just having a little fun at your expense. Nothing personal. Uh, Virgo, if you want to come across as an erudite individual, learn how to properly pronounce the term for an eight-sided polygon. It's octagonal. If you don't believe us, go watch the 1981 James Bond movie for your eyes only. You know, I'm, I'm so glad that you covered that one because truth be told, I was trying to remember how to spell erudite because it, it was coming to me because of the, the whole um, reboot finale. And I, I kept hearing megabyte in my head and i couldn't for the life of me spell the damn word i had to i had to go look it up okay uh i need to okay i'm actually going to throw my camera on for this one okay so you're gonna have to see my ugly mug because yeah this needs to be shown okay there you are can you see it pretty much yeah 
Hang on. Talk to. Klingon is available on Duolingo. <laughs> Damn, yep. I, 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 I pulled it right. What a lie to you, Dalen. Again, I, I, I do trust you, Bridget. Make no mistake. But what you can see with your own eyes is just that much funnier, you know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> and we're gonna have to, we have to hang on to that one until next week because you know we're going to get a laugh or five out of that one. It's That's entirely possible. Libra. We have good news and bad news about your job this week. The good news is you're going to get a number of compliments on your shoes. No, this is not directed at Ryan Stiles. The bad news is you turned on the camera while it was pointed down at your lap. At least you're wearing pants this week, so good on you there, Libra. Well done. Oh. So apparently this guy, so apparently that one Quebec politician dude is not a Libra then. Uh, you've heard about this guy? Later. No. Okay, can't remember his name, but uh, he has the worst luck with Zoom calls. In one, he was naked. Oh, dear. In a closed session of the House of Commons. <laughs> he apologized. Then the second one, he thought he had his camera off when he went up to go into the bathroom and do his business. The camera was not turned off. <laughs> um, Oops. Considering that we had a Supreme Court case where apparently somebody forgot to turn off their microphone when they went to the bathroom and heard a very loud All in the Family first episode flush... Yeah, uh, we we can't say nothing about this one. Uh, hey, look, that was just audio. Apparently, this was 4K HD. He had a pretty good webcam. Yeah. <sighs> H. G. Wells. Yes. <laughs> he was the father of science fiction genre. For crying out loud, the time machine, the island of Doctor Moreau, the Invisible Man, War of the Freaking Worlds. How did you not get that reference last week? That stuff is all public domain now. Go download a copy of those works and actually read something. Public domain you works know, is a was, good thing. I was at a book convention and a bunch of authors actually did the the, the original radio broadcast by Orson Welles. Oh, wow. It, like, I actually sat there while they did it, like, on the and. Even though, yes, I was watching them do it. Yes, they had a couple of sound effects. Yes, I knew it wasn't real. I still got chills, man. Like, I could see why so many people freaked out when that happened. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yes. Ah. Anyways, uh, Sagittarius, the coffee grounds from last week are finally ready to become mulch in your tomato planter. Mix them with the charcoal ash from your barbecue. And you'll have great tomatoes in no time. Eh. Who knew your biggest vice in life could be so useful? Which reminds me, I got to take my compostables down to the bin tomorrow. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, th this means that uh, this this means the bridge is going to get them. Uh, okay, Capricorn. There is a reason why your drapes don't match the carpeting anymore, Capricorn. 
pregnant pause there. The glass in your windows was manufactured before UVA and B filtering was added to the process. Those drapes have naturally bleached out and may not survive a trip through the washing machine. Plan on replacing them this week. Aquarius. Congratulations, Aquarius. Someone actually bribed us to get you a better horrible scope this week. This is true. This is this is actually true. We came up with something helpful for you. Something that'll take the pressure off your shoulders so you don't have to look it up on your own. Christmas is about 200 days away. See? Now you don't need to go checking your date planner to see how long you have to shop for people. You're welcome, Aquarius. Have a great week. Uh, so I wonder if said briber is wanting, is wanting their money back. <laughs> Doesn't matter. All sales are final. Uh, I hope they knew that. Anyways, <laughs> Pisces. Secondhand shops are the way to go this week, Pisces. Not only will you find some long-forgotten toys you played with in the 70s, but you'll find clothing that'll actually fit your sense of style. Fortunately, they won't fit your current physique. And trust us, that's a blessing in disguise. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got and you paid for it, you're one of the lucky ones. If you didn't like what you got and you didn't pay for it, well, you got what you paid for and piss off. I don't care. But if you want to bribe us, you can totally do that. Just let me know ahead of time. And we'll see what the stars have got to say for it. (laughs) So. Now we have to deal with. um, Now we we need to deal with the story. Now, like I said, the uh, the story itself comes from, well, the the one that, if you'll excuse the expression, broke the camel's back, came out from, well, out Dallin's side of the, uh, of the country, nestled yeah. roughly between, roughly between Calgary and Vancouver is uh, where this took place. And, you know, I, I, I heard a little bit about it and the pieces that I heard were bad and I went through the rabbit hole of news articles and such to find out a little bit more about the story. And this is one of those situations where I guess maybe it's best if I say we went down so many of these rabbit holes so that you don't have to. But it's probably going to behoove you to go it's- ahead and learn a little bit more. Yeah. Like, I grew up, I'm, I'm born and raised in this country. I learned a bit about the ancient history of Canada. The, the, the people that came, Champlain, Cartier, a lot of these other people, and who settled this land, and some of the conflicts with the Algonquin, the Iroquois, um, the eventual uh, the rise of the Métis, Louis Riel. So I have enough of a grasp of the beginnings in terms of the wars that were fought, some of the things that were done. And that was really all I was taught. 
And I would dare say that growing up when I did, I would say the quality of my education was a hell of a lot better than some these days, just based on what I've heard. Yeah, and I can I can tell you from from what I've been able to to tell from stuff, your level of education would be on par with or or easily in some respects better than what I grew up with. Reminding you that I grew up through the seventies and the eighties, where the school systems were still somewhat reasonably funded, at least out the burbs of New York City. Yeah, as did I. I mean, you and I are only a couple of years apart. So, yeah. you know, we, we we both grew up in that era where education was. It, it still hadn't but, been whittled away. Yeah, exactly. But it honestly wasn't until just a couple of years ago that I, that I even learned about these residential schools, which is what we're going to be getting into. Uh, a few years ago, Heretic Woman came out my way because she wanted to attend a conference uh, that was being held in Calgary. And I thought it was just another atheist convention. I thought, well, you know, I've been to one, let's go to another. And while it was, while there were people there from the atheist community, the larger focus was raising awareness about residential schools and Catholic schools, uh, also mixed in there was a whole bunch of stuff about death with dignity, you know, assisted uh, suicide and stuff. So, you know, a pretty, pretty interesting tapestry of topics, but the residential school one was, was news to me. And I was dumbstruck uh, at what I was hearing, but I went away from it, um, you know, a little more knowledgeable of what was going on. And then this happened. Yeah. Uh, to, to bring it about or to, to bring up some details. So this happened on May 27th of this year, 2021. Uh, there was a survey done at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, their name, not mine. Uh, and it recovered the remains or uncovered the remains of 215 children buried at the site. Yeah. Now, also, uh, also reminding folks that the survey that was being done was being done with ground penetrating radar. Yeah. Which is, although not exactly currently bleeding edge technology, is simply an amazing piece of technology that the fact that it was able to find this is. It it is definitely a, a it, it is definitely a harbinger, bad word for it, but of being able to find other stuff, more stuff, stuff that's been buried, yeah. stuff that could be very benign, very very wonderful, like being able to find uh, a, a ancient Roman uh, settlements in Great Britain that have been covered for you know millennia, mm -hmm. but being able to find something like this from arguably within the Wait a second. That one opened up in the twenties, I think. No, the thirties. Uh, let me see. That one opened in the thirties, if I remember right. Uh, no. Nope. The Camloops the Camloops Indian Residential School. So the one we're talking about was in operation from eighteen ninety 
1969, uh, when the federal government took over administration from the Catholic Church to operate it as a residence for a day school. So it was repurposed uh, in 1969 until it was closed in 1978. Okay. Okay. My... Um, I don't remember what no, no. I was thinking. Uh, it it might have been a different one that I I was watching uh, yeah. other news reports for because I vaguely remember like 1932, but be that as it may, going on. Sorry. Um, seeing having this happen though lit a fire and also cast a spotlight on some stuff that's been going on since 2008 up up here. Um, in 2008, uh, what a, a commission was put together called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, and its goal was to um, was to find out what happened uh, with residential schools, as well as to come up with an action plan for the federal government to address uh, grievances from First Nations. And I actually, uh, I will provide a link uh, for the show notes. I actually have the the action plan, the call to action. Excellent. Thank it you. is, uh, it is, uh, just give me a second here. Uh, why so many blank pages after the end? 94 separate uh I don't want to say demands, but I also don't want to say recommendations because it's, you know, it's, it's like the feather versus the hammer, you know? Uh, but yeah, these, these, these are calls to action from the truth and reconciliation commission that they want the government to undertake, um, for things like child welfare, education, uh, reconciliation. Um, things about settlement agreements, equity for Aboriginal peoples in the legal system, uh, a lot of things. And, oh, and uh, starting at, uh, at Action 58, Church Apologies and Reconciliation. And I'm pretty sure it comes as no surprise that the Roman Catholic Church as an institution has gone completely tight-lipped on this. And that is going to, that's going to land them, I think, in a lot more hot water. Um, yeah. One of the, one of the comments that I, uh, that I grabbed out of one of the news articles talking about the archdiocese of Canada had said, this, uh, this, this is a quote from, from the Archdiocese of Canada, quote, the Catholic Church as a whole in Canada was not associated with the residential schools, nor was the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops. Which, to me, is very much a double step. It, it is a, it is both a sidestep and a you can't have it both ways kind of moment. Because the Holy Roman See, a lot of times will say, you know, yes, we are, you know, we are one big happy fleet, to borrow an expression, worldwide, and everybody, you know, works to us. 
and are overseen by people that we, well, employ isn't the right word. They've intentionally steered clear of that term. But then in this situation, they say, well, they were operating as a rogue entity all on their own. We got nothing uh, to do with it. Yeah. And that is their way of kind of trying to cover their butts and distant themselves from a distasteful the word, stain on their the, stuff. The word you're looking for is the password is liability. Yeah. You know? There's yeah. some there's some old people right now who are just like, I get that reference. I get that reference. You're welcome you're welcome. Yeah. Yes, Betty White is still alive. Last I checked. Shit, now I gotta go ahead and check. Yeah, she's still alive. Thank you. Oh god, I was I was getting really worried there for a second. Well, if she had died, then Twitter oh. would have blown up with it. That's true. That's true. That's true. Because Ryan Reynolds, first and foremost, would absolutely flood the airwaves. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, now the the commission estimates that about 4,100 children uh, died at these schools. Now, those are the ones that they know that they have records for. But there has also been a call to the churches to give up whatever records they may have on this. And other other churches like uh, Anglican and the other, uh, I think Lutheran was involved as well. I can't remember. But every other one has done their best to cooperate. They have turned over whatever records they can. But the Catholic Church has been unsurprisingly mum on this. And this does not look good for them, especially now that... Uh, and here comes the cynical part of me. Um, our prime minister has actually grown a spine on this. Thank you. And has, and has basically ha has said to Vatican, we want, we are looking for an apology and we are also looking for you to turn over your records. Uh, I actually have a link to one of those articles as well. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, here it is. Uh, and again, I'll be providing all of these. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Trudeau urges Catholic Church to apologize. Um, I lost. Sorry, just uh, ad blockers. Um, yeah, and this just happened huh, today, June 5th. It's still June 5th for me, so. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So far, though, Trudeau has stopped short of forcing the, the church to release the documents, uh, largely because he wants them to, you know, do the right thing. Uh, he has also said, though, that he has unspecified tools and processes by which he can compel the church to release more records of the burials at schools. Uh, but is not inclined to force the church to release them just yet. So, yeah, he's he's doing his best to say, "Look, come clean." Yeah, and if they don't, he's going to. I'm not entirely sure what he's going to do, but there have been 
There's been talk, and there was one that I I hinted at yesterday, but uh, it turns out that's not quite right. Uh, but some people have been calling for the Catholic Church, the Holy See, to be tried at the Hague. And for those of you that don't know what that is, that is the court that deals with crimes against humanity. This is where the Nazis were tried. This is where... I honestly don't know any others that have, but can you imagine a religious institution being taken to that court for this kind of stuff? Like, you want to talk about destroying credibility. Like, if that summons ever came down, I don't know if it would be the end of the Catholic Church as as it stands. But I think it would definitely be a hammer blow to it. Yeah. Now, only because um, we've given you guys a, a, a lot of dense stuff to kind of sort through a little bit. I'm going to kind of uh, move this along and kind of glaze over a little bit uh, off the top because there there is a there is a lot that has gone into all of this, and I I, I need to move this along simply because. There are pieces that are that that are troubling above and beyond even this part. Stephanie yeah. has also brought up a piece um, that, as a matter of fact, Dallin and I had talked about. And Bridget, want to get your your input on this one also? Stephanie has said, "I assume you know about the Irish schools, the stuff over in the British Isles." Oh yeah, we remember. We we have not forgotten, not by a long shot. It's just that this particular news article is. So egregious, I guess is probably the, uh, the, the best way of, uh, describing it in context. It is as egregious as it is. Yeah. But from what we've got from the news articles, a century and a half of these sleepaway camps where you are basically going through the, the cultural equivalent of gay conversion therapy over a century and a half. 150,000 children simply never went home from estimates. We're not quite sure exactly the number, but what we've got so far is 150,000 children never returned to their families in Canada. And this is the one that we ended up talking about. Now, last night, Dallin and I were were going through, and Dallin was listing off some other situations where these kinds of things ended up happening. Now, Stephanie is right. You had the uh, the schools in the British Isles where this had happened in in Ireland, in particular, where infants were basically tossed down a well in multiple locations and simply left to. with any mercy to simply die instantly at the bottom if there was any mercy whatsoever. But Dallin had listed off a couple of other situations. You remember what some of those were? Yeah. And and I mean, where do you think we learned it from? This was, this was stuff that came up in conversations this week or these past couple of weeks too, was, you know, we learned about the residential school method because it was a it was a colonial thing. Yep. 
And yeah, people, representatives, I don't know if it was of the church or from the government, would go on to the reservations and pull the kids away from families, away from culture, away from their parents, away from their families, and put them in these schools. And these were not just, you know, get up in the morning, go to school, and then go home. This was, no, you stayed there. This, this was an all-inclusive. This was like a university, or a, a bad one. It was a barracks. Where you were, yeah, it was, it was a barracks with, with, a, with a course tile that was, I can only really describe as indoctrination. Um, I wish I could find the quote. I, I saw one. And it was so, it was terrible about what these schools were designed to do. They were designed to erase the culture from the next generation, to deprogram people. Now, this this stayed in my head. Because I've been listening to uh, a talk radio station all all this time, and they always bring they bring in callers and texters, and some of the people that called in were people who were at these schools. So, like, I'm getting firsthand accounts here, and there was one uh, a gentleman who uh, is Cree. As a child, when he was in these schools, if he started speaking Cree, he was beaten. If he if he tried to perform anything that showed his heritage, he was beaten. He forced himself to learn English really quick just to avoid being beaten. That's what these things were for. The defense of it, which is petty, but what they wanted to do was to they, they wanted to assimilate these people into their into. I hate to say it, but into the Canadian culture. No, that's time. That's 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 a, that's the fairest way yeah. of putting it because that was the mindset for it. Yeah, these were state-sanctioned, church-run institutions, and it it was a black mark. And the thing is, a lot of people don't know this, but the last residential school closed its doors. In 1996, that's not too long ago. That was the year I graduated college. So that's not that long ago. No. And as a matter of fact, one of the people that I saw on uh, on an interview had gone ahead and said what his, I guess, student ID number was. And he's an older guy now, and he still remembers it. The, so, yeah the 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 only thing that I can I can say as far as to the earliest that I can remember something that comes even close to this on a voluntary basis was what I just what I learned about my uh, my mother in law and the way that she brought up my wife. And her siblings, reminding you, she was from Japan. She eloped with a U.S. Army Occupation Force member. Did not go over well with the family, as you can well imagine. She 
learned English enough to be able to, you know, talk with him and whatnot. But through the 50s and forward, her kids were taught to be English speakers, not Japanese. And this is something that I also remember having heard about from the folks that came through on the boat, you know, through New York and such, you know, the Italians and everything. You learned to fit in. There was no enjoying of the culture that you come through. You were to fit in. Spoke perfect English. You were you just because your skin color was a little bit different and your eye shape was a little bit different and your hair color might be a little bit different or straighter or whatever didn't matter you should be fitting in and leave everything else back behind and Dallin and I when we were talking about this we were talking about other situations where this happened the goddamn crusades the Spaniards coming over into Central America the the conquistadors pillaging South America. I mean, this is something that has happened time and time and time and time and time again. It's happened here in the United States. We had similar things happen, but we don't really get taught it in school because it's yet again, another one of those black marks on society that, well, we don't really want to talk about it. Yeah. And there was a, um, going back to the convention, Yeah, there was one, one lady who was speaking and I think it was her, it was either her father or her grandfather was in one of these schools and it messed him up. Can't imagine uh, why. You know, to the point where he actually got scared if you spoke to him in his native language because of the programming. Um. One guy in in the audience poked his hand up and said, and you'll, you're going to love this. He asked, what's stopping you from, you know, creating businesses or, you know, making something like, like this, this person was very, very well well-written, well-spoken, could see them in just about any line of work, to be honest. Okay. Um, And he just asked, okay, look, look at you, you know, you're, you're a great public speaker. You're, you, you strike me as someone who is, who has the potential to be very successful. What's stopping you? What's stopping other people like you? And everybody in the, in the crowd kind of booed and hissed this person and wanted to, you know, flay him alive but wait she held up her hand and said that's a fair question shut everybody down i loved it because no because if someone who doesn't know wants to ask that kind of question if it sounds ignorant it's because they don't know and screaming at them is not going to help your is not going to help your case and so she said, yes, there is something stopping us, and it was called the Indian Act. So for tonight, I did, I got it, and I will link that as well. This document 
came into power in 1876. I'm going to read a little bit here because I'm sorry, guys, this is heavy. In 1867, the Constitution Act assigned legislative jurisdiction to Parliament over, quote, Indians and lands reserved for the Indians, unquote. Uh, Nearly 10 years later, in 1876, so this is when the Act came to power, the Gradual Civilization Act and the Gradual Enfranchisement Act became part of the Indian Act. Uh, Through the Department of Indian Affairs and its Indian agents, uh, the Act gave the government sweeping powers with regards to First Nations identity, political structures, governance, cultural practices, and education. These powers restricted Indigenous freedoms and allowed officials to determine Indigenous rights and benefits based on, quote-unquote, good moral character. Uh... Let's see. Wow. There's just so much more as it goes along, isn't it? Yeah, but but I, I do want to bring a few points up because it actually be relevant later. Okay, quickly. Uh, yeah, the Act also made it illegal for First Nations to practice religious ceremonies and various cultural gatherings. In 1884, the potlatch was banned, which... It's it's a big it was a big party, like a multi tribal uh, gathering. Okay, uh, I, I think it was actually like uh, if I remember correctly, tribes would try to outdo each other and how much they'd be willing to give to other people. It's like I'm more generous than you. No, screw you. I'm more generous. This is the kind of people we're dealing with are the you know generous, open, peaceful. Uh. And again, that'll be relevant later. <laughs> um, in 1895, quote, any Indian festival, dance, or other ceremony, which would include powwows and the Sundance, were also banned. Another amendment in 1914 outlawed dancing off reserve. And in 1925, dancing is outlawed entirely. In 1927, the Act made it illegal for First Nations peoples and communities to hire lawyers or bring about land claims against the government without the government's consent, which basically said, if the government wanted to come in, take a chunk of your land and build a shopping mall, relatively speaking, since 1927, uh, they could, and you couldn't do a damn thing about it. Well, no, you could, you could sue them, but the government could just say, well, no, we don't want you to sue us, and then gone. Yeah. Uh, Subsequent amendments required First Nations children to attend industrial or residential schools, 1894 and 1920. Uh, The dark legacy of residential schools in Canada has affected Indigenous communities across the country and intergenerationally. Um. Yeah, there's a lot more, uh, but the gist of it is uh, you stay here, you don't move, you don't do business, you don't work, uh, except where we tell you to. Uh, just a whole bunch of, uh, I am looking at a lot of this stuff and it's just like, 
Wow. The way it's been described for these schools, if you can hear the the disdain in my voice on that one, was that it was cultural genocide, and it's hard it to was. argue with this. It was it was a cultural genocide on the part of the schools, but looking into this a lot more, it was the the schools were a small part of a much larger legacy in in which the government is involved. Yeah, like there's been a lot of hubbub lately about you know tearing statues down, especially down in the states. Now I understand where a lot of that comes from, especially the ones that were put up actually out of spite, mm-hmm. you know, to, to show people like, look, this is a reminder of that. You should know your place. Like, you know, no, what, you're right. What, you're right there. Yeah. What the hell are Southern generals having statues up in the Northern States? I mean, come on. Uh, but we're seeing a lot of that up here too. And at first I was a little incensed about it because, well, a, I didn't want that kind of stuff coming up here. Uh, you know, you know, you, look, you keep your crap down there, okay? Leave us alone. But the more I looked into this and the more I've been reading about it, um, and given some comparisons, you know, there might, I think there's something to it, like statues of John A. MacDonald, which he was our first prime minister. He was one of the founding fathers of this country. He did many great things to establish this country. Unfortunately, he also did a lot of bad things. You know, I, I think of the the quote from from Harry Potter about Voldemort. He did Voldemort did many great things, terrible, great. You know, nobody nobody's perfect, and so maybe McDonald doesn't deserve statues. Maybe he doesn't deserve schools named after him because of some of his legacies. Uh, one school here in Calgary was just renamed. It was called the Langevin School after a person who apparently was one of the architects of the residential school system. Uh, you know, the funny thing is they renamed it from the Langevin School to Riverside, which is what it used to be called. And now there's talk of, well, you know, we, we might, uh, we're going to have to consider, re- you know, giving it a new name. I'm like, why? Riverside School sounds pretty damn cool to me. <laughs> You know, just saying. Um, so, like, the things are starting to happen. And the more I've listened and the more I've, you know, read about this stuff, I'm starting to understand that, okay, we can acknowledge that these people may have done great things for to help build the nation, but they also did a lot of bad things to other people. And one person during the week they actually called in and uh, i don't know if this is going to be I, I i don't know if uh, if i'm uh, if i'm tapping on godwin here but uh, hear me out one person brought up the fact that hitler pulled germany out of an economic depression in between one world wars 1 and 2 is true he did he did put the country back on their feet and then promptly <laughs> flushed it right back down the toilet when he decided to try to take over the world. But the thing is, in Germany, there are no Adolf Hitler's schools of etiquette or whatever. Or economics. Swastika, 
yeah, the swastika is illegal to possess in that country. Mm-hmm. Um, the salute can actually get you in jail, from what I remember. And has. Yeah. So they've acknowledged that, yeah, we had a real dickhead of a leader for a while. He did do a lot of things to help get Germany back on its feet. And we're grateful that we're back on our feet, but that's as far as it goes. He was part of our past. We, we understand that, and it's never going to happen again. Like that, that's been the solid problem. So I think that's a model that any nation should look at and just say, look, yeah, we had these people. We own that. And all we can do is make sure that it never happens again and that we are doing our best to put our best foot forward and to move forward, you know, and still acknowledge the past. And so this Truth and Reconciliation Commission, these 94 calls to action, this was placed at Trudeau's feet just a few years ago. And in light of what happened in Kamloops, he got blasted for this and rightly so yeah. because like how many years I've been doing this show now long enough at least yeah four score and three four score and three houses ago I think <laughs> <laughs> well Bridge and this might be this is probably before your time too but I always I made this one thing about this one minister of Indian affairs his name was Ovid Merkredi and I just remember him because he was always in the news and always demanding that the next prime minister that comes up apologize for everything. And I remember saying, like, when is it going to be enough? Mm-hmm. I was asking that out of, out of naivete because it's like, cause that's all I heard was the apology. Like, okay, what are you apologizing for? But now I realize the apology has been nothing but lip service to excuse stuff that has not been done or things that have not been done right because the Canadian government has poured billions of dollars into first nations. Uh, I'm going to use the term reservations because I really don't know how else to call it. Some have prospered. Uh, the Sutina nation here in, in around where I live, very successful. Uh, they have, um, they also have the Gray Eagle Casino, which is like a very successful enterprise. Um, but it's one of the few things that they can do based on this Indian Act. Like it's, this, this act is so old, but it's so restrictive. And so many places, just they can't benefit from it. Or they, they can't benefit because they just, they're not allowed to benefit in any way, shape or form. And there are some, some places that are still poverty stricken, uh, places where uh, reserves, where you can't even get clean water after hundreds of billions of dollars. Now, some of this is because of the governance of some of those reserves. Like some of them are crooked as hell where all the money goes to the chief and his, his family. They live very well, but everybody else, nah, screw them. You know, it's a sad fact that there are people who would capitalize on it. 
Yeah, there's um, so, yeah, there, there's ahead. a couple of things that uh, uh, I want to kind of get to at this point because uh, Bridget, they're 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 pieces that uh, y- you you understand as well as I do by comparison that that Dallin doesn't have the same uh, up upbringing for fortunately this is actually something that works in your favor man you and i were brought up in different christian faiths so mm-hmm. for us we know full well that the the threat of hell is a massive thing that in some cases held on to people's lives and and terrified them for literal decades even after they've gotten out of religiosity, literal mm-hmm. decades. Listening to the way that Down was describing how, you know, years later, person still shivers whenever something from their culture comes up and they're still terrified. Does this not sound like virtually the same damn thing? Yeah. I mean, it's brainwashing. Yeah. And I think his comparison <laughs> to, you know, gay conversion therapy is probably a a really apt comparison. You know, using trauma like that. Yeah, and that's 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 exactly the word that I was looking for. It's it it these these families, never mind the kids themselves, have been traumatized right from right from the get go of the whole damn thing. Yeah. For you know, a sense but now we're in the the current day. We're finding out not only that, as Dallin said, you know, a, a lot of the a, a lot of the apologies over the decades has been little more than lip service in a lot of respects, a lot more than not. And I mean, I I remember the times not too very long ago either. Dallin, where where you were saying, you know, when, when is it going to be enough? You know, I, I remember. And thank you for reminding about that, because it also means that you recognize shit. I, I was upset about something that I didn't understand, and I didn't even know that I didn't understand it. So my education has come finally. And wow, shit. Um, hmm. Okay. New tack. Well, exactly. And I mean, is that, is that not the role of the skeptic or of a scientist? Anyone who where, values education, period. Yeah. Or values knowledge. Yeah. You know, you, you, you go with what you have. And when you get something else, you evaluate it. And if you compare it against what you've got. And yeah, if, if it means that you've been missing something. And, and that's what it is. It has not been forced ignorance. It has been, and like with a lot of people, just didn't know where to go. Yeah, and you, you didn't know what you didn't know because it wasn't yeah. it wasn't given to you. Well, exactly. And I'll be honest, there really there was not a lot of incentive to to investigate either um, until recently. Yeah, uh, largely because you know. What I what I saw at that convention, what I heard, yes, it was bad. But then to hear something like this, and to realize that they are there, there's now a call for all 
residential school sites to undergo the same examination to see are there more are there other places and these these bodies are going to be exhumed um they're going to do their best to get dna from them and try to get the remains back to the families or at the very least to the nations so that they can finally be put to rest it's it's going to be painful but i think it's also going to provide it, at least a bit a, a tiny hint of closure to some of this and the thing is this is still this is a legacy that there are still people living surviving from it yeah yeah and and again listening to a talk radio show for the past two weeks because sitting at my desk working it's just kind of nice to have a little something in the background and the i'll admit the 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 show i listen to is a little more right leaning on a lot of things uh largely because i i don't really relish the idea of listening to talk radio that's going to call me an ist or a phobe every 10 minutes just because of who because of how i was born sad fact but anyways and a lot of times they you know they tend to be very a lot of the callers that come in tend to be very gruff very aggressive towards any kind of government regulation or any kind of anything that they deem stupid they'll like i'm i'm kind of glad i didn't listen to them when the whole mask thing was going on because yeah but this time the people that were calling in were all asking pretty much the same thing. Where can we go to learn more? What can we do to understand more? And mostly, what can we do to tell the government to get off its ass and actually do something this time? As well as, what can we do to tell the church the same thing? Yeah. There's now other. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. What I'm wondering is, would they have found these without this survey? Eventually, if the area was dug up, yes. But the question is, how long would that eventually have been? Well, and that's the other thing, too. This They knew what this place was. I mean, the building itself still stands. It's just been abandoned. My guess is they were probably looking to develop this area for something. And uh-huh. and you do the call before you dig. At least that's the one thing we have to do out here because yeah. under, underground gas line meets uh, meets backhoe. You're not going to have a very good day. Um, so, yeah, I think eventually this would have come out. Uh, and, and, and nothing I've heard, nothing I've read indicates why this happened like like why were they using ground penetrating radar on this place like what was the motivation uh there's been nothing about the the reason how this started just the result i um, think they find more too yeah I, what's I, that sorry you, you cut out i bet if, i bet when they survey other schools they're going to find more Oh, yeah. oh, I don't doubt it. Oh, yeah. And and the thing is, you know, 
what I find interesting is that Trudeau, for his part, again, I'm not a big fan of the guy um, just because he's been kind of wishy-washy on a lot of things. But now, um, if if the Catholic Church goes along with this and does start to release the records, there's a very good chance that the Canadian government itself is also going to get their feet they're also going to be held to account for this because, well, the church did it on their watch. And they, at their behest. Yeah, the, the church was commissioned by the government to run these schools because, well. Whatever they, reason. The, well, doesn't really no, much matter. Y'all know what a Jesuit is? Yeah. Yeah. What they were specialized in. Um. So. Yeah, by by pulling down the church, the the government itself is also exposing themselves to potential re um, repercussions. Uh, Stephanie, I think that's one of the things that uh, as she just asked in chat. Why are they not repealing all the Indian acts? I think this could be the start of it, uh, and I know some of them have been repealed because things like powwows and dances and celebrations. They happen nowadays. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, that'll be, <laughs> I know we're going down a pretty dark tunnel here, but I, I actually do want to, I will touch on some positive things <laughs> moving forward, but uh, pieces are starting to fall away. Um, and I think we're, I think we are getting better or at least we're trying to progress, or we want to progress. We as people want to progress. We as a government? I don't know. Again, it's easy to make a law. It's it's hard as hell to repeal it. Uh, because, you know, who wants to give up power, right? Now, the, um, the, the, the piece that I want to uh, kind of get to, and, and, and Bridget, the, the, the reason why I, I intentionally want to kind of steer it a little bit differently to the, the timetables is that, like I said, we, we, we've got a really good idea as to what has happened, how it's happened. The, uh, the discoveries that confirm what had happened. And we know full well that it was by government act sanctioned and then administered by religious organizations and entities because it's not just the holy roman sea there were a number of them but we know full well the catholic church is neither blameless in canada nor are they blameless throughout almost the entirety of its history in anywhere that it had its little tentacles in. Here's the piece that I wanted to get over to you. Knowing what all this is and having it cast the pallor on so many other things that the Catholic Church has done. The fact that the Catholic Church has a, I forget what the percentage is, 10%, 25% stake in the overall health care in the United States. 
seeing what they've done and what they won't admit to because they're stonewalling the whole damn thing and knowing what they've done here and stonewalled it and knowing what they did in that one doctor in was it Ireland that couldn't get an abortion and died because yeah. of it? Yeah. I have to ask you, I as a layperson to all of this whole damn thing, thinking and conceiving on this whole damn thing. See, I, I, I held on to my F-bomb earlier. I'm going to use it here. I am fucking terrified of the concept that any religious organization here in the United States should have any kind of control over health care to the people, especially when it is in a for-profit enterprise in and of itself. And I want to throw it your way and ask, okay, putting all these pieces and knowing that we've talked about it before, how do you see this as somebody who's got some kind of clue above and beyond that what I've got? Well, I mean, most of the hospitals are owned by Catholic organizations now. And one thing that you also have to keep in mind is as far as who is sitting on SCOTUS right now, a majority of the SCOTUS people are also Catholics. So what do you think is going to happen to Roe v. Wade? <laughs> I've got real big questions about that. Stephanie is also mentioning, by the way, her death. I, I, I've forgotten what her name is off the top of my head. I, I, I know that I'll, I'll refine it so that we can drop it on. Her death was the trigger that legalized abortion in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I am simultaneously grieved and somewhat glad is not the right word for it, but you get the idea that something came of such a horrific uh, situation. Well, and that's that's where this is kind of leading to, at least I hope, that this physical evidence of the brutality of these schools, I hope will bring about the kind of the kind of action that should have been taken years ago. Um, and you know, I, I just think about, uh, like Justin Trudeau is the son of Pierre Trudeau, mm-hmm. uh, a rather infamous prime minister that we had. Um, I can't remember. He had a hand in this too, in keeping it going. Cause it was, it was still happening when he was around, you know, when I was a kid, this was still going on. Um, so he's got that shadow going over him and it's, it's been, it's been mentioned quite a few times, uh, about, uh, you know, is he going to be his father's son or is he going to grow a spine and actually do something? And it sounds like he's, it, it sounds like the latter. Uh, yeah, Del, when Dallin and I were talking about it last night, you know, uh, Dallin was saying that it, it is entirely the, the, the expression that you used was that 
it's entirely possible that from the words that Justin Trudeau has used is that he is effectively willing to let the Canadian government fall on its sword if it means bringing this stuff to justice. Yeah. And, and there has been a call to, like I said, um, there, there were, there have been calls. I, unfortunately I couldn't find any uh, news articles on it. So it just might've been somebody blowing off steam, but there's been talk of wanting people to put the Holy see on trial at the Hague for crimes against humanity. Well, they would deserve it. Uh, I agree. Um, now, before I get into the more positive, like the, the fact that there is a light on this, I do want to let my inner cynic come out just a little bit. And I think a lot of people would share the sentiment. This is the holy, the, holy, this is the Roman Catholic Church we're talking about. What are they known? What are they best known for doing when it comes to scandals? Shifting it, moving it, covering it up, burying doing it. Whatever they, yes. And even though there's overwhelming evidence, and there's also overwhelming cooperation on the part of the Protestant diocese that were involved in this. My biggest fear on this is that by, I would say, Christmas this year, this will be forgotten by people. This will be completely swept under the rug, and it'll just be, it, it'll just, again, go back to, you know, one of those things we just talk about over coffee at some point. And... That really, I, I don't like that idea, especially on the part of the church that has had so many scandals leveled against it in just the past five years or so, uh, that they're still able to just skirt around all of this stuff through influence, money, and lip service. Um. And still, but, and still using the excuse of they were a rogue operator. Yeah, the the whole disavowment thing. Only this, you know. I'm hoping this time that you know that not just just law enforcement, but the people, the actual congregates, will be up in arms about this and speak with their wallets. In other words, don't go to church, don't do those offerings. They come looking for the tithe, tell them to shove it. Especially these days under COVID. I mean, who the hell wants to give a tithe? I mean, you're, it, uh, why would you still give a tithe if you're not working? What does God need with a credit card? Precisely. What does God need with my PayPal account? Anyways. I'm not a God, but I can uh, use your PayPal account. Send it over to me. You're lucky I don't know how to curse in Italian. Yet. Um, well, without your camera on, you can't. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, my boss is Italian, so I could learn. <laughs> Anyways, now we've done the heavy. I've done my cynical. 
let me see if I could pull this into some light here, if that's okay. Just a little bit. So, like I said, a lot of phone calls on the shows that I've been listening to this week have all been asking the same question. What can we do? What? How can we understand this? And I think that's what happens in a lot of places. It's like in a lot of issues where you've got somebody kind of yelling and screaming about that you're this, you're that. And if you try to say to them, well, then help me understand, what do you get? I'm not your teacher. Educate yourself. Okay, give me a starting point. Well, I'm not your teacher. Some of the people that called were members of these of these First Nations, nearby First Nations. And they have said, here's how you can start. They want to teach. They want to show you. There are open invitations to attend powwows in the area, to attend sweat lodges. I don't think I do very well in those, just given <laughs> given the fact that I'm Nordic, I'd probably be in trouble. Mm-hmm. But, but there are other customs that they actually invite you to partake in and they expect like large crowds. So like you go to a powwow, you'll be welcomed because they want to share with you so that you can understand their culture. And this is what happens when I drive is I started thinking about this and we touched on this a bit yesterday on the show. We have an opportunity here that most conquering armies are never afforded because of sort of the all or nothingness of how they did things. And that's when the conquistadors and the Romans and stuff came up is that, you know, when they rolled in, they killed everything. Whereas here it was more, let's get a foothold and then just assimilate them. Let let us be the Borg. Hmm. And, well, they tried. It didn't work out very well because they were not very good at it. And this is, you know, the evidence we see is the result of it. But now we as, I don't want to say colonizers because I don't like that word, but we as these people, we we have the chance to actually explore this culture and see and get a taste of something that was here long before we showed up. You know, this is an opportunity and they're giving us, they, they want us to take this opportunity. So these people have been saying, when you see these things come up, like when, when COVID is finally managed and everybody can move around again, you know, if you see one of these celebrations come up on your community radar or whatever, Take the trip, go to these places, learn, uh, see how welcome you are, understand what it's about, you know, get, get to know it. And to me that I found that to be surprising in terms of like the, some of them, some of those people don't look at us as you know, the, those people who tried to take their culture away. 
they're trying to be more understanding, trying to be more peaceful. And I just find that really cool that they're, they're, they're willing to, to let us in and to, to, to open our eyes, uh, to that end. So we have that, uh, Coursera, uh, it's a, it's an online course site. They've partnered with the university of Alberta. And as of yesterday, or well, as of June 4th, let's <laughs> I keep forgetting time zones. Mm. Um, they have offered a free 12 week online course called Indigenous Canada. And, uh, I actually have it pulled up here, I think. Do, 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 yeah. Uh, let's give you an idea of some of the, some of the topics they're covering. Uh, worldview. So, you know, what indigenous people, like, I guess what they're, I, I want to say religion and stuff. Uh, things on the fur trade. Uh, another we another one called trick or treaty. So it's talking about the treaties that were signed, uh, which were things over and above the Indian Act. So kind of kind of deals to help ease restrictions in some places, but they were very localized uh, treaties. Uh, new rules, new game. Uh, week five, killing the Indian in the child. So that's going to be the one of the residential schools. Uh, a modern Indian, red power, sovereign lands, indigenous women, indigenous in the city, current social movements, and living traditions, expressions in pop culture and art. So, again, this is free for people to, to get that history that I never got in school. Or I only got pieces of and didn't get the rest of because it was maybe not socially acceptable at the time. So if anything's come out of this, I think it's raised a lot of awareness. And I'm hoping that it's something we can push forward with. And actually do something about it this time yeah there's there's a piece about it uh bridget i, I we've, we've we've talked a lot more um and gone through a, a lot of stuff and i i want to kind of get you into this because i mean like like i said you and i were brought up with with versions of christianity D dallin you i remember right you you were not brought up with Christianity as, as the overarching. It was just that you, you popped in on a couple of Catholic masses and looked at everybody and went, what kind of fucking weird zombie <laughs> groups? Is this? Not, not quite. Um, born and raised Lutheran, actually. Ah, okay. Well, but yeah. Catholic light. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Went to church every Sunday, uh, was confirmed to communion, went to Sunday school, uh, Never really attended a Catholic church until one time I went to Halifax, and that was shortly after I found out just how big a bunch of assholes the Catholics were. Um, so was not too crazy about that. Uh, and again, saw the rituals, just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, there's that. All right. So for us, we were – our our upbringing was a little bit um, 
a little bit more militant than what Dallin would have gone through. Because, I mean, let's face it, the Lutherans very the, – the Catholics would say that they were milk toasty. God, the stuff that I remember growing up with. Be that as it may for a second. It is hard to look back on this stuff now and see what it is that for centuries the group that we were we were brought up with for me I simply can't believe it in some situations and I can't believe that there are people who still want to keep ties with an organization like that and I know for well from some of the some of the other groups they viewed the Catholic Church as the whore of Babylon or whatever the hell terminology they were using for it. So, I mean, I I don't even know what the question is that I I should even be looking at at this point. I mean, I well, guess we had we had schools like that here too. Yes, yes, we did, and God damn it. And, yeah, but at least the the LDS, as far as I know, um, didn't kill any students. But even they had schools up until two thousand. And of course, as was mentioned before, you know they've had uh, gay conversion therapy groups. It's not the same damn thing, but it's the same concept of how to how to change how people are. Well, I mean, the LDS, I think, was trying to convert, you know, convert them, but they called them, you know, Lamanites and tried to get them white and to light some, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll say it. They can fucking blow me for that. Yeah. Is it really the whole power corrupts thing? I don't want to believe in that line necessarily, but I don't think it's the 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 power per se. I think it's just racism, just flat out racism. That's hard to argue against. I think it's more the benefits of the power that, like, you look at the church. And again, I go back to the Catholic Church. And again, I mean, I've taken history courses on, like, from from ancient times into the Renaissance, the Reformation. I, I've seen all this. To say the Church, the, the the Holy See is wealthy, is an understatement. It is a gross understatement. And I think yeah. that's, and I think that's what it is. Is that, like. Once you've gotten a, ta- I think once you've gotten a taste of that kind of wealth, it's tough to give up because I don't. You know what? Hold on. I don't know that it's wealth exactly. At least not in the traditional sense. I think maybe it's wealth as in being. I don't know if I'm using the right term for it. Unaccountability? The, the, 
I, I don't know that I'm using the right term for it. You know, the whole, the, the Teflon Don thing, the, yeah, the freedom of be, consequence. That's, that, that's the right idea, but there, there is a, a, a certain arrogant level of it that I'm trying to think of, and I can't think of what the right expression for it would be, but, you know, be that as it may. By the way, Stephanie's right. If you take the ground penetrating radar and go to just about any residential schools, you'll probably find too much. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. If, and if this is anything to go by, sadly, yeah. It'll be every one of them. Yeah, but you know what? That's what they're hoping for. And that's what I'm hoping for. Because to be honest, the more this comes up, the more is found. That just adds another stone to the weight that the the, the churches and the government are going to have to deal with. It's one more and piece it, of evidence that keeps yeah. building on to this is what we found here. This is what you guys were doing back then. This is the same setup. Let's take a look over here. Oh, you did exactly the same damn thing over here. Where are your records for this? Oh, you've got records yeah. for 50 kids that are dead. We've got 200 corpses. Yeah. Why are there even 50 kids dead in the first place? Yeah. Now, this was not strictly because of them being beaten or tortured. You also think about what, you know, the, the time frame. Yeah. Things, no, things like tuberculosis, uh, diphtheria, other morbidities that we've largely controlled these days, thanks to the jab. Admittedly. Yeah, this is stuff that, you know, this was a big problem up here. And especially, like, you think we have a vaccine hesitancy now? Let me tell you, back then, it was was outright fear because these people had never seen a needle before, let alone, you know, other ways to have uh, medicines administered. So there was that as well. But there were also stories of, kids who were running away from these schools to try to get back to home and their bodies are found three and four days later from exposure from an animal attack so that being said these kids were under that school's watch they were responsible ran it church they were responsible. Who sanctioned the church to do it? The government. They were responsible. So there's there's a whole there's enough blame to go around. True. And yes, I I understand that this has happened in the states. This has happened in Europe. I also know that if this keeps going, there are going to be a lot of other groups coming out of the woodwork to latch on to this to air their own grievances and i don't want that this time because the more the more voices of different causes spring up the more it turns into just white noise where nothing can get done because you're suddenly paralyzed i i want 
the First Nations to be involved in this. I want this to focus on them. I want us to focus on this. Yes, there are a lot of other groups out there that want a piece of this and that have grievances and that's justified. But let's take care, you know, let's take care of what we can take care of. Because that's so much to ask. Yeah. Um, Bridget, we're kind of running up against uh, time. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I've got an idea as to what I, what I want to close with. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? I'll do, I'll do it really fast because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with the last on this one because you've, you've, you've had the least time. The only thing that I'm going to leave with is I'm a parent. I'm a dad. I'm. I cannot conceive of what these families have gone through for over a hundred years. The idea that these nations are going to get their people back is at least one good can come of this. Those families will get some closure and with any luck the people will be making sure that the push happens to make sure that all of the legislation that allowed this to happen in the first place gets pushed where it deserves to be into the bin, not forgotten, but never ever enforced again. I'll leave it, uh, I'll leave it to you for any, any piece that you want to, you want to close with covering the, covering the, whatever angle you want on. Well, I mean, I don't know very much about, you know, Canadian politics or policies, but, you know, as far as what happened here, I, I think that that was rooted in racism and, you know, I'm thinking, I mean, there's still racism here. And I'm thinking back to a remark that Rick Santorum made just a few weeks ago about, I'm paraphrasing, but how there, you know, was a blank slate here when we came over from the UK and that there was no culture here. And I'm sorry, but indig- indigenous people had a culture. We just erased it. You know, by what amounts to genocide, but, you know, with, with just one person stating that there was no culture here, I mean, that comes from racism. He is an individual power. Well, while I don't totally disagree with that, because Rick Santorum is, well, I mean, Santorum. Last name. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. Santorum. Yeah. Um, a lot of people could say that up until. I started looking into this that I was coming from a thing of racism. But I was coming from it. I, I know now I was coming at it from ignorance. I'm not defending him. But it's that kind of reaction to these kinds of questions or these kinds of statements that it's not going to help. 
the the yeah. anger like look I walked away from a lot of this because all I was seeing and hearing was hate. Well, I and, think the Catholic Church had more pull up there than it did here. Um, well, you know, you had more Catholics settle up there, and you know, French and things like that. And we were more just, I guess, people trying to get away from the you know the, the church yeah. there. Yeah, but but all I'm saying is that. Hate is powerful. It's seductive. It's easy to hate, especially these days, because you can hide behind your keyboards. You can hide behind, you know, just about anything and be a hateful little cuss without any fear of consequence yet. I'm still waiting for that first person to pay that price, but... What I've learned this past week is that we need to try to actually understand and we need to, we need to pick up, we need to do the work. If not for other people, at least for ourselves to say that, yes, we are armed with this knowledge that we can go forward. That if somebody asks, we can answer and not just, you know, yeah, if somebody wants to be an ignorant asshole, fine. Walk around them and move to the next one because you're not going to convince anybody. Yeah. Let me, let me just clarify one thing, uh, really quickly though, uh, Bridget. I think one of the, forgive me if I'm p putting words where there shouldn't be, but let me, let me ask it then. To me, it would seem like the the anger towards people like Rick Santorum, who say there was no culture here before the white man came. Yes, it could be born out of ignorance. It could be born out of uh, racism. It could be born out of whatever. But do you think that part of that anger towards people saying that is because of the idea that the, the the notion that why are you saying that you should already know better you are in a position that you should have known better well to me it's just white privilege we have a racism problem in this country we we always have and i don't see us getting past it ever I mean, it's just per perpetuated generation to generation, and you know, it still happens now. There have been some talk of you know reparations to you know some black people, and seeing as how they built most of this country, then I I think they're entitled to it, or at least some acknowledgement of what was done to them. I think it's fair to say, though, that any reparations for any of these situations that we talked about mm -hmm. reparations are all well and good but like Dallin said if it's just lip service it doesn't do squat you yeah. need to not only give the reparations help get these communities 
these peoples who have been wronged for decades and even centuries. Get them the help that they require and have needed for decades and centuries. Yeah. And get the stuff that has been keeping them under wraps off of the law books so that it can't be enforced again. Yeah. Yeah, the will the, is not here. Yeah. The, There's not the will. The document that I that I put up, the Indian Act. Mm. That oh boy, I'm I'm glad not too many people listen to this because of what I'm about to say. Say it and we'll get that, out. That is a chapter and verse example of systemic racism because it is a written law that discriminates against people based on their race. This is, this is a codified, this is law that, that says if you are of this race, you can't do this. This is the kind of thing that a lot of people are fighting against. And here, here, right here, we've got an example of it where I can actually show you a tangible piece of evidence. And this crap is still on the books. I'm hoping for not much longer. Uh, did want to leave on one bright note though. Hmm. Uh, it was one of the, one of the links I threw in our chat. Uh, we were talking about, you know, the influence and everything of the, of the Catholic church. Apparently there's a, uh, an author in Italy, uh, Gianluigi Nuzzi, I hope I, I know I butchered that. A little bit. Uh, it's he, okay. Yeah. He's got a new book coming out called Universal Judgment. Uh, he asserts that the uh, financial situation of the Vatican will be in default by 2023. How? Now, the Vatican, of course, is denying that claims, uh, despite recent financial scandals. That being said... Well, sounds like they're going to have to start dipping into their Nazi gold. Yeah, I'm possible. sorry. Did 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 I say that? Out? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Nothing. Or they, or they they may have already spent it. You know, sex scandals don't cover themselves up. You know. So, you know what that what that means to the institution going forward. I don't know. Uh, I just thought it was something interesting. It, it, I found this when I was looking to see if there was any evidence that uh, that Trudeau was getting ready to go to the Hague with these guys. Sadly, I didn't find anything on that on the books yet, but I'm keeping my ears open for this one because there there is talk of bringing the international courts in on this, and yeah, up your popcorn, folks. This could be a fun ride. Not for them, but for us. Fair. I think we've covered as much as we possibly can in the time that we nominally would have. There yeah. is, it is fair to say that there is far, far and away more that's, that's gone on that is being discovered now and that will be discovered after this has gone to press. Not that we use a press anymore. So, like a whole other bunch of stories that we've covered before, those of you that are listening to this after the fact, 
please don't let this just be a blip. Please make sure that these things go away the way that they're supposed to by making sure it don't happen again. I'm not, I'm not just saying that for Canada's sake. I'm not saying it for the U.S. sake. Humanity does not need this to have happen again. Do the best that you can. We need to get out of here because, um, I, I've, I've done a really, really, um, I think yeoman's job of a keeping myself together because as a parent, this whole thing is just really been tough on me. Um, I have not been able to stay awake this long very well recently. I, I've tried to rest and I, I'm lucky enough that I'm making it here. I had coffee a couple hours ago to try to make sure that I stayed here. So yay, go me. And, um, I actually did finish the, the stuff. It wasn't bad. I don't know that I would necessarily choose it again, but you know, all right. It, it's, it's, it's not something that I took a sip off of and said, mm, no, done. So <laughs> that says something right there. So yeah. everybody, thank you very much for being with us. As always, we hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives. You got something to think about for the next, hopefully just a week, the next we come back. Cause I mean, that's the way that it's supposed to be. Stephanie, thank you. Um, like we said earlier, you know, we know that the, we know that the stories, uh, had come out of the British Isles for almost exactly the same damn thing. Different format and whatnot and, and tweaked differently, but yeah, we know. And yet again, our hearts go out to all these families, no matter where they are on the globe for this kind of thing happening. Please take care of yourself. Please, please be safe. Stay healthy out there. Bridget, uh, glad you're able to make it. Uh, welcome back. And, uh, you, you, you stay safe on, huh? you know, stay, stay healthy out there, huh? I will. And maybe next weekend I'll let everybody get a brief peek at my hair. <laughs> I have Luna Blue. <laughs> oh, you went with, did you? I, I do. See, she she was uh, she was trying to decide on uh, what what to do with the uh, what she was allowed to get away with, and the the Princess Celestia hair concept was really pretty looking though, wasn't it? But but of course they got to be tools over there, so you know, whatever. Yeah, I well, can show you a brief look after the show, but just don't look at my face; it's all broken out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, pride. Yeah, anything that would look like pride in um, some places is probably not welcome. Yeah, especially down here. It's uh -huh. it's land. I got you. So we who are we going to uh, who are we going to go ahead and tell them that they can just go fuck themselves this week? Oh fuck Mike Pence and the GOP and I'm gonna say fuck Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema or whatever her last name is, or Kirsten. Just go fuck yourselves. All of you. And Greg Abbott, go fuck yourself too. And don't enjoy it either. By the way, don't yeah. want to make sure want to make sure that we make sure that you know you, you need to understand it's supposed to be punishment. Don't don't be yeah, enjoying. Yeah, fuck shit. yourself dry with no lube. That's okay. Now that's starting to get a little aggressive. 
No, I mean, keep going. I mean, you, you can, you can always, I mean, there's, there's always, um, um, habanero infused KY. I'm sure we could come up with something. Uh, speaking of, of that, did she happen to catch Aaron Ross, uh, live stream last night? Nope. Why? Uh, what did he? he- uh, okay, the fact that th- the fact that you this is prompting something, I'm now concerned. Well, you know he likes really really hot stuff, right? I do now. And you were talking about the peppers, and he eats stuff that is just so freaking hot. And he finally got bested by some chicken last night. It was coated in uh, the uh, is it Carolina Reaper? Yeah, probably. And it was too much for him. Which, you know, he eats all the other stuff. Like, he eats ghost peppers like they're nothing. So it was just stunning to see something make him cry. <laughs> well, how about this? Uh, I'm going to drop this one in. Uh, this just in. <sighs> the. The searches, you know, the uh, the supposed uh, the thing about the ground penetrating radar, uh-huh. mm-hmm. it's begun. Oh, dear. Meaning nope. they're going nope. looking at new places? Yeah, Nova, Scotia. Nova Scotia. Search search of former Nova Scotia residential school. So it's beginning. Yeah, this is going to get bad. Stay tuned. It's all a matter of perspective. I'm going to say it's going to get good. Well, I mean, they're going to find a lot of shit. Yes. And the thing is, this is going to turn into like, this is going to go from a molehill of evidence to Mount Everest and beyond. Like I'm, I'm thinking Olympus Mons. Yeah. Great evidence that the responsible parties cannot turn away from. And we have a government that's willing to be culpable for the first time in a long time. Uh, this that is going to be a shit show. Oh, it is. It's going to be a shit show. Uh, get the armored umbrellas out because, yeah, the, the forecast is calling for <sighs> this ain't going to be pretty. No. But I think coming out the other side of this, maybe something. We'll see. Yeah, maybe we'll end up having a, having to do a follow-up you know, I say have to do it. It won't be an obligation. It will be, it will be a moral imperative. I'll keep an eye on this. Uh, yeah. Again, given, given my situation, the fact what I, what I sort of have going on playing in the background when I'm working, I should be able to keep tabs on this for quite some time. And as new articles pop up, I'll collect them. And uh, if if something incredible happens, yeah, I'll let you know. Fair. Dallin, officially, thank you. And um, you, again, also, you have yourself a safe week, huh, man? Thank you. I plan to. Uh, and hey, the, the shows are actually up to date, and I've got the next one ready, so when I can get the audio for this, uh, it'll be up on the podcast at holycraptheblogcast.com. Uh, my poor little blog has suffered because I haven't had a chance to write, but that's over at inthewind.yo5.ca. 
And unfortunately, my own podcast has suffered a bit too because I've been writing, just not editing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to get caught up on that, that's over at uh, kickit.yo5.ca or on podchaser.com. Look for the kick in the cast. Thank you, everybody. Thank you ever so much for being with us. Um, also, again, as I said, you know, thank you for being understanding me needing to take a little bit of time off. I try not to do it, but every once in a while, I have to be reminded with a kick in the teeth, so to speak, I ain't Superman or Spider-Man or whatever, whatever one you want to use. Personally, it's Spider-Man. I like him better. Please stay safe. And I don't just mean that from the, you know, the current medical crisis with everything, which is getting vastly better. I'm, I'm glad to hear it's not nearly as good as it should be by this point, but it is getting better. At this point, it is Pride Month, as was mentioned to all of our brothers and sisters out there. Please be safe. If you're not ready to go ahead and announce yourself, you don't have to. But we sincerely hope that you stay safe and you feel that you've got a safe place with us. And finally, for those of you that are going to be starting to go out on your boats, even if it isn't summer yet officially, <laughs> screw you. Please, in all seriousness, I grew up near the ocean. Do not drink and boat. If you fall down drunk on dry land, you bump your head. You fall down in the water. It will swallow you whole. Don't give it that chance. Please be safe. So until next week, we'll talk to you then. As always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, my lady. 16 years on, I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Until the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.